0: Oh, man, what a time to be a Big 12 football fan. Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It is always great to be here with you as we roll through another show. So I, if you listen to this show and you listen to this podcast, uh, you know, and by the way, can you rate, review, subscribe to the show, please? They've slowed down a little bit lately. I'm not trying to break your chops, but come on. Still got a few weeks left of football season. Best time of year. That's what I'm asking for Christmas. Leave a five-star rating, review. I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you do that. And um, you just got to send me, send me an email, screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I told you a couple of weeks ago that uh, the Big 12 is in a great spot because... They had TCU and Kansas State playing for a Big 12 title. It was not an anti-OU Texas thing, but this show is about the Big 12. I want the Big 12 to succeed. I want the Big 12 to impress. I want the Big 12 to prove it is a legitimate Power 5 conference, which, of course, we know it is. And then we got the numbers. We got the ratings from the uh, Kansas State and TCU game on Saturday in the Big 12 championship last week. Take a look at this. 9.41 million people tuned into that game between K-State and TCU. Now, compare that to the SEC, which led the way with 10.9 million viewers. The Big 10 had 10.7 million viewers. The Big 12 was third, 9.41 million viewers. After that, Pac-12 Championship, which was on Friday night, did under 6 million, 5.97. The ACC did 3.47 million between Clemson and North Carolina. There was a clear 1 2 3. SEC, Big 10, Big 12, big drop off to the Pac-12 and then another drop off to the ACC. The Big 12 could not ask for a better showing. Because what were we told? Oh, if you take out OU in Texas, the Big 12, I mean it might as well be a group of 5. You might as well be the AAC or the Mountain West or the MAC or the Sun Belt for crying out loud. Oh, come on, the Big 12 without OU and Texas, oh who cares? Wrong. 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 And did I say wrong? Oh, wrong. Wrong again. Wrong again, geniuses in national media covering college football. Every single one of you is wrong, 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 and wrong. It was a ridiculous notion. Numbers continue to back it up, and no numbers back it up like this. It was an obvious number three for the Big 12 at 9.41 million. And on top of that, how about the Pac-12, huh? The Pac-12 has Friday night to itself. They're not going up against anybody, anything. They're standalone primetime Friday night. Fox has the big noon kickoff guys there. You've got your biggest brand in USC, who's leaving, by the way, for the uh, Big Ten in the not-too-distant future. You've got your biggest brand, Lincoln, Riley, a Heisman frontrunner, and Caleb Williams playing, and you draw under $6 million? $6 million. Where are my boys Colin Coward at? Where's Stuart Mandel at? Those left-coast hacks? Where you at, boys? Oh. Nowhere to be found? Okay. I'm just making sure. Just making sure. Just making sure I understand that there's been a lot of silence on that front as of late. Can't imagine why. Hmm. Go make sense of that. The Big 12 needed this. The Big 12 needed this desperately to prove that it is a conference that can stand on its own two feet. And yes, I'm not saying it's good to lose Oklahoma and Texas. I'm not suggesting that. I'm not implying that. I'm not happy that they're leaving. But the idea that them leaving somehow collapses this league and makes it a group of five conference. When Kansas State and TCU, and by the way, yes, I get it, you might say, well, TCU was undefeated playing for a chance to be in the playoff okay and so was USC USC was a win away from being in the college football playoff and they lost the game so don't say well it's all just about playoff potential because USC was fighting for a playoff berth and if they had won that game they would have been in the playoff this is another data point that proves the Big 12 has legitimate staying power over the Pac-12 and in many respects, when it comes to football, even the ACC, the ACC had its biggest brand in Clemson. Now I know the ACC is going up against the Big Ten and the Big Ten had Michigan in the title game and that's all well and good and it's Michigan and everything else. But it's not like the Michigan-Purdue game was a great game. I mean, on paper, it was not a good game. Michigan was favored by what, three scores? want to say that spread was 16 or 17 points. It's like we had a heavyweight matchup in the Big Ten Championship and the ACC got lost in the shuffle. The ACC just didn't do a number because no one really cares. You know, this isn't Duke, North Carolina and basketball. This is ACC football, and the ACC football had its biggest brand. I, I'm telling you right now, the Big 12 and Brett Yormark, you want to be aggressive? You want to make a move? You know what you do? You go poaching when the time comes. I am not saying this is happening right now, but when the time comes, you know where you go. You know what you look. Forget the Pac twelve. If Utah and Colorado and those teams want to stay out west, whatever, you go hunting in the ACC. I know it can't happen, but you go hunting for Clemson. You go hunting for Florida State. That's what you do. That's where that's your next move. If you are Brett Yormark, because if you are Clemson and you are the you know the premier football program. And you're looking at these numbers and you're saying, okay, where's this going to be in 15 years? Where's this sport going to be in 15 years? And I'm a football school. You say, I'm not Duke. And I know North Carolina won its division, but UNC is a basketball school. Don't kid yourself. Louisville is a basketball school. Syracuse is a basketball school. If you want to make a big splash, and once again, I'm not saying this happens next week or next year or even in five years, but... Where Brett Yormark's eyeballs need to be is Clemson and Florida State and the ACC. And if you want to make a call to Louisville, if you want to make a call to Miami, that's what you do. Virginia Tech would potentially be a fit. That's the move to make because these numbers are embarrassing for the ACC as well. And the Big 12 is proving, and it will continue to prove, that For all the people who talk to big game, the death of the Big 12, it will be a group of five. You just wait and see. I told you they'd be wrong. We knew they'd be wrong. And now with a championship game that doesn't have either blue blood in it, you've got little old Kansas State in the Little Apple and TCU who gets forgotten about in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex because of all the pro sports And even in their own state, they get forgotten about for Texas and Texas A&M. Little old TCU and Kansas State draw 9.5 million viewers, an obvious third behind the SEC and the Big Ten. And by the way, the SEC and the Big Ten had some of the biggest brands, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, in their games. Big 12 not close to that brand-wise. Pac-12 had its biggest brand in USC, and the ACC had its biggest brand in Clemson. What more could you possibly ask for? As, this is as good as news as it gets for the Big 12. If you were to tell me, the, I wouldn't have been shocked the Big 12 was third, but I thought it might have eked out a win over the Pac-12. I figured USC, Friday night, prime time, know where the game's on. Stage to yourself, USC in the title game. Utah's a good program. Six million, not even. Big 12, nearly nine and a half. Go make sense of that. You got to love it. You got to love everything about it. Now, speaking of all this, do you see what Utah Athletic Director Mark Harlan said on the Pac-12? So, he was getting some gruff from uh, different parts of social media. And Mark Harlan, Utah Athletic Director, wanted to set the record straight earlier this week. And he tweeted out, in response to John Kurtz, he tweeted out about the Pac-12 and Utah. We are not leaving meaning we are not leaving the Pac-12 conference. That's fine, Mark. I, I I mean, that's fine. I think Utah would be a great fit with the four-corner schools and the Big 12. I think if you invited Colorado, although I don't know how this Deion Sanders thing is going to work at Colorado, that is either you want to talk about boom or bust. Deion Sanders at Colorado is either huge bust or decent boom. I don't see any in between. I don't see how that thing ends I don't know how it ends, but I think it ends either disastrously. There's already odds as to whether or not Deion's going to be the head coach in 2024. Like, <laughs> when you can place odds on whether or not the coach you just hired is going to be there in a year, that's probably an issue. But anyway, with all that being said, if Utah, who I believe would be a fit with the four corners, with Utah and Colorado and the two Arizona schools, I think they'd be a fit but if for whatever reason they don't feel that way if for whatever reason Mark Carlin of Utah thinks that he doesn't need the Big 12 that's fine that's your prerogative you're making a mistake you're better off joining the Big 12 you bring back the holy war with BYU that would be must watch TV every year for diehard college football fans Uh, You join a better conference. If you do it with the Colorado and BYU, you've got a traveling partner. You know, the Big 12 got the better of this, by the way. Would you rather be the Big 12 with BYU or would you rather be the Pac-12 with Utah? It's not close. I mean, BYU is a national brand. BYU is a national operation. Heck, it's a global operation in some respects, but it's a national operation. Utah is Utah. There's nothing wrong with Utah. I'd, I'd take them. I like what they've done there. I, you know, I I appreciate what they've done there on the football side of things, right? I mean, they've got a big uh, enrollment, over 30,000, everything else. But BYU is technically a little bit bigger. And they've got a bigger brand and a bigger network and a bigger donor base to tap into. So from that perspective alone, I mean, BYU has the edge. I was looking, looking at endowments. BYU's endowment is nearly double Utah's. BYU's at two billion Utah's at one billion so even that number BYU's got the edge in and in almost every single uh thing that you try to measure BYU's the better program in that state in terms of what you'd want to have from a football perspective and you know a marketing perspective it's BYU and BYU obviously with the religious factor is a fit is a welcome fit and I don't know what the Utah ID is thinking and why he's like kind of tweeting that out as if we're here to, you know, it kind of like buying in or feeding the social media trolls to some respect. I'm not saying Kurtz is. I'm just pointing out that, you know, responding to anybody when you're the Utah AD is kind of responding to trolls in a way. And Mark Carlin is like steadfast about the Pac-12. Why would you ever feel good about the Pac-12 right now? Like what about the Pac-12 would make you feel good? And being in that league would make you feel good. USC and UCLA are at the door unless you, you can figure out a way to force them to stay. You're going to add San Diego State. Whoa, San Diego State. That'll have people shaking in their boots. Come on. Come on. That's, that's nonsense. You know it and I know it. So I'll watch it closely. But, man, oh, man, that is uh, just, just silly. Just silly. I mean, I know they hate BYU and they think they don't need BYU and all these different things, but, you know, you got to use some common sense once in a while, too. I'm just going to throw that out there. All right, the uh, tracker, the transfer portal tracker is completely out of control on heartlandcollegesports.com. So uh, we are, and credit to Brian Clinton, doing a great job tracking everybody who has entered the transfer portal from the Big 12. It is, uh, what's the best way to say this? a mess (laughs) it's a mess I mean you know these guys are leaving OU and Oklahoma State could fill the team with the guys that are bailing on those programs now I understand you know OU there are guys there who came to play for Lincoln Riley Alex Grinch especially on defense and the style of Brent Venables on the defensive side of the ball is different so they went out fine okay that's okay whatever Oklahoma State, I think that Mike Gundy's got problems there in terms of, you know, what he wants to do and what he's trying to do. And, you know, the offense, a lot of people frustrated with Casey Dunn. He's losing Braylon Presley. He is losing Spencer Sanders. He's losing Dominic Richardson. Uh, he's lost his top tackler at linebacker, Mason Cobb. are uh, a, a Trace Ford. I mean, there are a lot of issues there it's starting to feel in some ways like Mike Gundy's become a little bit out of touch with the current environment. You got to communicate with these guys. You got to be in their corner. And the amount of guys, I mean, he just kind of came across aloof. I think it was either after the OU game or I'm not sure when in the last couple of weeks, but he was basically like, no, I don't talk to my guys about transferring. I mean, if they want to leave the team and leave the portal, I'm not going to like talk to them or beg them to stay or something. Like, I'm not saying you got to beg them, but player mobility is not going away it's here and I would think that there are certainly guys that you don't necessarily want to lose unless he's okay with a starting quarterback and a wide receiver and you know his top tackler unless he's fine with those guys walking out the door I don't know why he would be but I don't know maybe Gundy knows something that we don't but I'm kind of worried that Gundy's style is becoming a little aloof in terms of the current climate that we find ourselves in i mean there's reasons that in college basketball guys like you know jay wright retires from villanova i don't think jay wright wanted to play that game i think to a lesser degree roy williams unc also didn't want to play that game it's okay to not want to do it but you got to know then when to hang him up to some degree you know But these guys, I mean, Hudson Cards in the transfer portal at Texas, it is crazy. You're going to see guys going uh, to places like they'll stay in the Big 12, some of these guys. I'm telling you. Some of these guys are going to stay in the Big 12. And it's going to be weird because you're going to be watching a guy who last year was playing for, uh, you know, Oklahoma State, who next year is going to be playing for Iowa State or Kansas State. It's just bizarre to me. And I'm not against it. I accept player mobility for what it is. I'm not an anti-player mobility guy. But this thing clearly, clearly, clearly needs better guardrails. And that's coming, but it can't come soon enough. Because this week, this is like, you know, Monday and Tuesday were like the first two days of the early signing period now. Where you literally can't keep up. It is insane. Absolutely insane. In terms of... You know, trying to keep up every five minutes. A new guy's like, I'm going to the portal. I'm going to the portal. I'm going to the portal. And what makes this extra crazy right now is that so many guys have an extra COVID year. Because if you were in college athletics during the 2020-2021 season, you got a free year no matter what. So you've got, like, redshirt seniors who could play a sixth year, theoretically. Or could be around for a sixth year, play a fifth year because everybody got a free year from COVID. So that'll eventually wane itself out, and that'll eventually go away. But for now, it's created a plethora of players who still can play college football at, like, 25 years old. (laughs) I mean, who is it? Stetson Bennett? Quarterback of Georgia? Dude is 25. He was born October 28th of 97. He's 25 years old. I think he was in the same recruiting class as uh, Lamar Jackson. Who feels like he's been in the NFL for, you know, forever. They're both 25 years old. Now, Jackson's going to be 26 in uh, January, but they're literally like 10 months apart. Lamar Jackson and Stetson Bennett. Lamar Jackson feels like he's been in the NFL forever. And Stetson Bennett is, uh, you know, the favorite to win a national championship this year with Georgia. I'm not knocking Stetson Bennett. I'm just using him as an example of guys who are continuing to, you know, play college football into their mid-20s. So it is bizarre to follow. Um, You know, some guys, OU and Oklahoma State are just getting creamed. Texas also lost a decent amount of guys. But I think in places like Texas, it's more about this. A lot of four-star guys go there. A lot of four-star guys can't play. If you're a four-star player and you can't play at Texas, you want to play. You are a top-notch recruit. What are you going to do? You know, if you're a four-star guy and you can transfer and play at Kansas right away, why wouldn't you do that? And that's where I think teams like Kansas, if they pick and choose the right guys, can benefit in a big way. It's different from going the JUCO route, because the JUCO route, you open up a whole other can of worms, potentially. If you get a solid four-star dude who spent one year at a program who's like, Yeah, maybe I'm also, I don't know, not digging the program for whatever reason, not loving life, not looking like I'm going to play like I thought I was, maybe a transfer and if you're Kansas and you pick up a guy who was a former four-star guy and spent one year at Texas that's a heck of an addition and you've seen over the last you know at least last year you saw Lance Leipold use that very effectively very very effectively so we'll be keeping a close eye on that of course in the uh, shows to come I'm Pete Mundo heartlandcollegesports.com how you find us covering the big 12 top to bottom thanks for being here as always hey uh, if you want to give me something for Christmas, how about a five-star rating and review on this show? And then I'll send you for Christmas a Heartland College Sports koozie. That's all I'm looking for. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And uh, we'll get you hooked up, all right? So thank you, thank you, thank you. It helps this show grow on the podcast side. So appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.